Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. I'm going to start talking while you finish your mouthful. Hi, uh, I'm Davina McCall. I'm sat next to Michael Douglas, who is eating something that we have recommended on a past podcast, and that is a Jacob's salt and vinegar uh, cracker. Um, what sea salt and sea balsamic. Salt and balsamic. Oh my God. Cracker crisps. We are both addicted. Oh God, they're so and good. a cracker crisp dipped in Philadelphia. There's nothing quite like <laughs> it. But um, I've got it on a good authority that he will not be eating any more during this podcast. I, pro- I pro- no, semi-promise. No, no. If I eat them, you won't hear me eating them. I will. You I will. will. <clears throat> no, I will. Okay, okay. Don't do it. How are you? Please. I won't. I promise you okay. I won't. I won't. Um, um, I am very good. I feel weirdly sort of frisky. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. <laughs> You're wearing green. Yes. And you've got this red lipstick on. Yes. It's a very good combination oh. on you. It really works. Thank you. Yeah. Green and red are opposite on the colour star. You probably remember this from school. Um, no, I did Opposing colours. I never learnt that at school. So, I've learnt it from you. Well, if you mix green and red together, you'd get brown, which is this kind of neutral colour. Um, so there's something, those opposing colours work very, very well on you. It's a, it's a really good look. Good. The dark hair and all that Thanks. jazz. Yeah. Um, so congratulations Thanks. on making that decision. I've passed. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Interesting it's new. Leggings it's a new, it's well. a new outfit. I got this from Sweaty Betty. Did you? Yeah. Is it not expensive, Sweaty Betty? It is, but it's less expensive than Lululemon. Yeah, that's the really expensive, wasn't it? I have found and I have tried... I mean, near on every single workout legging known to man. Mm. And there is, um, a, it's a very, very, very difficult line to uh, to walk. And you have to have a pair of leggings and a sports bra that fits so mm. well. Well, firstly, sports bras have got to hold the puppies down. You can't have your puppies bouncing around while you're exercising. It's not good for your puppies. It it doesn't look is good. That, There's that, nothing sexy about it. Is that it. why they're called puppies, do you think? Because they, ba- they, ba- they bound around like I don't know. I mean, energy. If you mm. think about it, there are some amazing words for breasts. Yes, there are. So, I mean. lils. Yeah. Uh, breasticles. <laughs> boobs. Jugs. Yeah. Um, titties. <laughs> titties. Tits. Tits. Um, mammalian tits. protuberances. Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um... Tatars, that's what mm-hmm. um, Holly calls them. Busters. My tatars. I've was... never heard that. You never heard of busters? No. Get your big busters out. You never heard that? Did, is, that is that something you and Gif would say? <laughs> yeah, I think me and Gif might, <laughs> might choose the word busters. What's funny, when me and Gif were kids, like kids' kids, like maybe five or six years old, yeah. after infant school, as it was yeah. called back then, I'd go back to his house for a bit and wait for my mum to finish work, come and pick me up. Yeah. And we used to draw pictures of nudie, nudie ladies. <laughs> And it was it was a very primitive version of pornography, but uh, 
we go like, he'd get me get a pencil each and some paper and he'd shut the door so his mum couldn't see and he'd say, you draw one. And I'd draw a naked girl and then he'd draw a naked girl. Now, my mum was very fit, you know, like she was, a- athletically I mean, she fit. Is and she so was young, young, you know. Unbelievably attractive, mm. that woman. So, like, when even I, now she looks so fit. The only naked body I'd ever seen at that point was my mum's. Yeah. The only woman, so, you know, so I essentially drew Your my, mum. my mum's naked yeah. body, you know, which were perp yeah. boobs, like circles, yeah. like with dots on, yeah. a triangle for the old uh, yeah. Delta. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, <laughs> And a body <laughs> gave through this picture. <laughs> looked like an alien, you know. The boobs were really far down to the waist, you know, like, the, like a great big W with like two oh, oh, pencils coming out of it, like oh. pepperamis, you know. And I was thinking, <laughs> if Gift's drawing his mum and I'm drawing my <laughs> Oh, it was very funny. But I remember we were very aroused doing that, like drawing you the pictures. You can't have been five. You must have been well, eight six. or nine. No, I don't think so. I must have been. We were at infant school. So you went to junior school at seven. So, but it was very funny. Oh, but it, it just, my God. It just, for some reason, that brought me back because it was the, my first thing of thinking, oh, he sees boobs like that and I yeah. see them like this, you know. Anyway, I digress. I'm going to explain what our podcast is. Yeah, our please do. Our podcast is basically a podcast where we recommend things to you and it could be anything. We are sort of like consumer podcasts mm. we are, we're recommending consumer products to you but we're also recommending television and cultural things as well for you to consume we've basically been doing this to and for each other for the last 20 years and for the last year we've been bringing it to you via a podcast on making the cut so michael and i have known each other forever um and yeah, yeah this, is love... a, this is a, a normal conversation for us for really us, we just yeah. decided to record it and, and we love and doing this it. podcast yeah it's great isn't it yeah and we particularly love listener recommendations it's got one downside what which is that we've stopped talking to each other essentially yes, until this is true. until we record this is true i don't want to know save it for the podcast and also like say. i'll be in the middle of a really good conversation with you and we'll go this is podcast save it, this save is it. podcast material what is interesting, the interesting thing I found out this week was that we decided we we're going to try and set up a website, making the cut website, you know, so yeah. then you can access information and stuff oh, like yes, that. Oh, yes, this is so yeah. good. So I went to buy the domain name of makingthecutpodcast.com only to find that somebody has it. Who? Somebody else has a podcast called Making the Cut. Who? A surgeon, would you believe? I can't, I can't believe He's a it. surgeon and hence the I name Making the it. Cut. I think he deserves the, the, the domain name. I mean, ours he is, does. is trivial. He does. He's and saving I, lives, he's for God's sake. He's saving lives. And also, I think it's such a great, great name for a surgeon's podcast. It's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, yours is hair, cutting hair, yeah, yeah. cutting skin. Mm-hmm. It, they're both good, but yeah. a surgeon. <sighs> so we're, we're going to search around for a different domain name. I guess we're going to get makingthecut.co or something like that, yeah. or .tv or yeah. .co co.uk or something. Yeah. But the dot com's gone, sadly. Uh, but don't worry about that. We'll let you know when all that is up and running. So what have you got? I've got a few Well, I'd like to start off with okay. something because um, us talking about boobs actually played very well into my first recommendation. I just got sent today mm-hmm. a, a goodie bag mm-hmm. from, I think it was um, Hachette which is the publishing company, and they sent me Grace Campbell's book. Now, Grace Campbell, mm-hmm. she's she's amazing. Okay. She's a writer, she's a feminist, she's an activist, mm-hmm. she's a comedian, and she is the daughter of Alistair Campbell. You've met her. Uh, yes, I think I have You've met her. You've just eaten 
something. Stop, sorry. Stop. Oh my god. It's just so Put tempting. I'll put away. Mm. Now have a Hang sip on. of your beer. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. There you go. I washed it all. I won't chew any more. Okay, go. Um, so I've um, met her. Yes, yeah. I do vaguely remember and meeting her. What yes. I really, really like about Grace Campbell, and I talked a bit about this when we were talking about Casey Fry, yes. Mark Rabelais. I love disruptors. Mm. I love people who are not towing the party line, mm. who are naughty, irreverent. And I think like the world's going to be okay if we keep churning out. Remember what, how people felt about Elvis Presley? Yes, of course. Like, yeah. let's keep churning out lots of Elvis Presleys all totally. the time. Yeah. So she is a really interesting person. Mm-hmm. And there are so many connections with um, other things that I've talked about on this podcast with her. So I, she's a great person to talk about. But they sent me her book, and mm-hmm. her book is called Amazing Disgrace, a book about shame. Yes. And so let me just get this. So amazing, it's a play on the word amazing grace. Yeah. She's also called grace. Yes. And then there's the word disgrace in this. Great, right? This is just a brilliant title. And inside the goodie bag Uh was a postcard and on it were kind of cartoon drawings of every shape of breast you could possibly imagine. Oh, okay. And there was some... (laughs) Gifts in there. Um, Mine were in there, presumably. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. The long ones, the short ones, Mm. the pert ones, Mm. the circles with the dot in. That's that's my favourite. And um, I do remember as a girl really loving seeing... Um, books mm-hmm. about the facts of life with all different shaped boobs in it. Like, mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody is completely different. Anyway, I digress. Also in the um, goodie bag was this really nice tote bag. You know what I mean by a tote yeah, yes, bag? Like canvas-y a, a bag canvasy bag. And I, I love those because you can mm. reuse them. You can yeah, use yeah. them all over the place. But often they don't have something on that you would necessarily want to walk around with all the time. This one mm-hmm. is so cool. Okay. So it is, uh, on it is a drawing by Alice Skinner. Oh, Do you know okay. this is Alice Skinner, the girl yeah. on Instagram who I have talked about because her art is so fantastic. I bought loads of posters for my daughter for mm-hmm. her university um, yeah, Yes, I do remember, yeah. Room. And she is very gifted. And she's done the front cover of okay. um, Grace's book. And she's also done... Um, this tote bag, which is horrifyingly cool. And also in there was a vibrator. Okay. And it's called the Tracy Dog, I think okay. it's called. And it is like the Don Corleone of vibrators. Well, and I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I, I was going to talk about this vibrator <laughs> separately, but I, I feel like... <laughs> um, Nowadays, um, we can talk about these things without being embarrassed and everything. Mm-hmm. And her sending this in the goodie bag with her book about shame, I just thought was just the greatest thing ever. Yes. And this is the type of vibrator that Lily Allen okay. has also teamed up with. I think it's called a womanizer, okay. the one she's done. But it's a new type of vibrator that is completely revolutionizing okay. um, sex toys for women. It's a, it's a new way of clitoral stimulation that is extremely effective and really a game changer in terms of masturbating for women. Okay. And what I love about, I love about Grace Campbell, Scarlett, mm-hmm. Freud, Curtis, mm-hmm. all of these women who are out there, Honey, Ross, 
Oh, yes, of um, course. They yeah, are just yeah, all yeah, out there just talking about things that mm-hmm. previously were so embarrassing and shaming to talk about. Mm-hmm. And they are just getting it out in the open. And they are liberating me. And I'm sure they're not meant to be liberating me because <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to be flipping liberated by now. It, yes. But they are liberating my girls, which mm-hmm. I, I'm so grateful for. But they are also liberating me mm-hmm. as a 53-year-old woman to not be embarrassed to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because why should we not have pleasure as mm-hmm. well as men? And men talk about wanking all the time. I'm not sure they do. To uh, each I, other. I don't know if they do that. I don't oh, really talk to anyone about it. And even there's like signs, hand gestures for it and everybody... Yes, I like, guess there is, yes. I mean, I know boys that are teenage boys who have said to my daughters, yeah, but you you don't wank. Mm. Like, they just don't even think that it's a thing. Really? Like, women don't wank. Yeah. Why is that? Let's not talk about it too much. <laughs> I can see you are like, oh, my God, we're heading into the danger zone here. <laughs> don't worry, Michael. Take I'm, me back to that radio I'm, interview at midnight. I'm going, Drunk. To, change, I'm going to change the subject yeah. now. But anyway, I thought, wow, this is the goodie mm. bag to end all goodie bags. This is so unbelievably so, cool. So let me quickly tell you what yes. the book's about. So on Waterstones, um, it got a four, four out of five or something. I mean, it's done, it's got a very, very good rating. For as long as she can remember, Grace Campbell has been told that she doesn't suit her name. But being graceful is no fun anyway. Growing up in a world of privilege and politics, she had a lot to feel confident about. But she was also a record breaker when it came to feeling shame. I love that. And everything in the book, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those books, you can pick it up, you can open it up and you'll get a golden nugget okay. as a woman uh-huh. of like, <clears throat> don't don't feel shame mm-hmm. about these things. These, this is completely normal. All women feel like this. It's really good. Oh, okay, It's good. really, really good. It's really funny. It's really honest. How old is she? Did you say early 20s? I don't know. I would say mid-20s. Mid-20s, okay. And she has such a great relationship with her dad. And mm. I think her dad's kind of amazing. I've always rather yes. um, admired Alistair Campbell. Yeah, me too. And everything that he's me been too. through. And he's had his own demons. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's, and, you know, he's, he's really quite struggled. a remarkable human being. Yeah, think, and what really. he's lived through. Yes. That whole and, era of uh, new labour. And... I, I don't know if you ever read the Alistair Campbell diaries or not, but I think it's one of the greatest things I've ever read, actually. Um, I think there's three three books all together, I think. Mm. You might want to look into that. But um, but the first one is the moment of 9-11 and what subsequently happens and what him and Tony Blair have to do with negotiating with George W. Bush. And there's nothing bigger that happened in our yes, lifetime. In our I mean, lifetime, you could yeah. talk about this pandemic being something like that, but not, it's nothing quite like that that moment mm. i don't think i've ever read a better account of what happened certainly from a, a, a uk perspective mm. they were at the tuc conference in brighton when they get the call to say that the second plane's gone into the towers tony blair's just about to yes. do the speech they both jump on the train immediately and get back to london and get on the phone to to bush and of course all they're trying to do is control george bush because he's a man who's slightly out of control so they're constantly debating about what's the best thing to say to him, yes, so he doesn't go mental, yes, you know, yes. because whatever America They've did, got to come. Britain had to kind of come Follow. along with it, mm. or, or try and negotiate a deal where where it, it, it had a peaceful outcome. So, how, sorry, how did this manifest itself? The diaries? Is it a book? Is uh, it a... No, well, Alistair Campbell wrote wrote diaries of all this time that he was in office with but Tony d- Blair. But so they ca- it came in a book. It came in a book, yeah. So what he did is is when he came to write these books. 
he then went through his diaries and then expanded on what he remembers feeling at the time and what kind of conversations took place. But all the feuds are in there between Blair and Brown, you know, about Brown desperate to, to, for Blair to stand aside and, uh, and uh, Blair kind of keep teasing him with the mm. idea that I'll stand aside in a year or two, mm. you know. And, and they just became deeply irritated with each other, mm. Tony Blair and Gordon Brown. But it's the best insight of that whole Politics. new Labour situation, mm. which you now think is old Labour, really, because it's unrecognisable compared mm. to what's going on today. But you, know, you can, I think you can say what you like about Alistair Campbell, but he was a fabulous writer and he was someone that was right in the centre of it all. But it all depends on whether you believe him or not, mm. because there was a lot of underhand things that went on mm. around that time. Obviously, with the death of Dr. David Kelly and people oh, like God, that. yes, of Yeah, course. like, it, it's dodgy. You know, yeah. there's a, well, it was called the dodgy dossier, of course, and mm. Alistair Campbell had his fingerprints all over that. I don't know enough about that to comment on it, but it, it's a fascinating time and we lived through it and it's well worth reading. Mm. But um, I, I love seeing Alistair Campbell on the TV. I love seeing him on Question Time. I He's love seeing him be interviewed. He's a very interesting man. He did a, he did a really and brilliant... And very clever. Oh, yeah. He I, does it on a disc. Well, no, he interviewed Bono for something once. And I'm always fascinated with Bono. And I yeah. thought, I wonder what this interview will yeah. turn out. But you can go on YouTube and watch that. And it was just brilliant, you know. Um, but... Um, yeah, so it, it was amazing when you told me that that's Alistair Campbell's daughter because I was like, oh, my God, really, mm. you know. And she's got, I mean, they're very, very close and she's got some very sweet stories about the election, I think, um, upstaged her birth. Oh, I can um, It would have come because, front and centre of every yeah, single yeah. thing that was going so on was, in his it life. Was, um, she writes a very funny story mm. about that at the beginning. She's just got, she's also got some amazing stories, you know, oh, about God. her life. <laughs> That must have been the most incredible mm. life. And it's it's one of the, certainly for our generation, it's the greatest piece of, of politics, I think, that we'll ever live through. I don't think mm. we'll see it again. I mean, and when you think about what Boris Johnson's like, you know, I mean, just how in control they were, uh, New Labour, it was amazing. Mm. And of course, the thick of it is my all-time favourite sitcom, really, and Malcolm Tucker is based on Alistair Campbell, mm. you know. Um, I'm not sure he ever said, fuck the fuck off, no, but her daughter, his daughter definitely did. did. She? Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, the thing about Grace Campbell is it must be very difficult to be born and grow up in the shadow of that, mm. um, of your oh. father and what is your place in the world. Mm. And she's really forged. And her dad is also incredibly brilliant. I mean, the front cover of her book that Alice Skinner has illustrated mm. is her sitting on a cloud that is in the shape of a willy and two balls. Yeah. And she's sitting astride this willy and two balls and and it, and it says amazing disgrace. I mean, you just think like, this is genius. But, you know, Alistair Campbell was a very well-respected yeah. politician or, you know, yes, politician, You could, even though he wasn't an MP, he was definitely in politics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it could have easily been intellectual. It could have easily been But he's MP, so yeah. supportive of his daughter. Yeah, great. I Which mean, I that, think really that's what I, I like about him is that mm. despite all the controversy, mm. he seems like a genuinely lovely mm. uh, person and a great father. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You, you know, you picked up three or four people when you talked about Grace Campbell there because you mm. said about Honey Ross mm. and Scarlett Freud Curtis and Lily Allen and all mm. of those people have all got mm. famous fathers that have probably done something quite oh, controversial. God. Yeah. I mean, oh my god! I didn't even yeah. think about that. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, they're all part of the same kind of you could, in inverted commas, call them activists or or, yeah. or part of this kind of feminist yeah. movement. And I wonder if there's correlation there between well, having really a famous interesting. dad. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just dawned on me um, then. But great! I will definitely have a look at that because um, 
it, it, I'd be fascinated to see uh, what it says and um, and have a read of it. It sounds great. I'll let you borrow my copy. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Did you, is it signed? Um, it isn't. And it that isn't. always really upsets me. <gasps> oh. Can I, wait, wait. Can I just tell you something so exciting? Yeah. You know, when I wanged on and on about three hours by Rosamond Lupton, the book yes. that I listened to on audiobooks. Yes. That I literally, the dog was getting walked for two hours a day. Yeah. Because <laughs> so I, to it, yeah. I had to listen to this mm. amazing audiobook. And Rosamond Lupton got in touch with me on Twitter and said, have you got a hard copy? Mm-hmm. And I said, I haven't. And she said, please, the hardback just come out. I'd love to send you a copy. And I said, please, will you sign it? And she did. Aww. Because I don't want an unsigned book. No, me neither. I, I want... I want, so anyway, I'm going to hunt Grace, Grace Campbell, Campbell down, down and get her to sign it. And I'm going to get her to sign it. Very good. So, as you know, my son is at film school yes. in North London. And yes. um, on a Monday, occasionally, he doesn't have to go into college or school or whatever you want to call it. He has to stay at home and watch a movie. Oh, yes, and I always think, ooh, I'm going to keep Mondays free. So and I he gets really good ones to watch, right? right? Because yeah. also, like, they're ones that maybe we haven't heard of. Yes, they'll be that's, independent, slightly edgy, you know. Yeah, so yeah. that's really cool. He inadvertently is helping you with your mm. visual feasts. Exactly, he's helping with this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, Monday morning, he gets up at, like, half eight. He's got to watch a movie at nine o'clock. They all got to essentially press play at the same time. Oh, that's but nice. M- most of these movies are on the iPlayer or yes. whatever. So he says, I've got to watch a movie at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. And I said, great, I'll watch it with you, whatever it is. I don't mind. I'll watch anything most of the time, you know. I'm always fascinated. Even but you know it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Because they been... wouldn't give it to him. Exactly. If it wasn't There's something good. in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was this movie called Minding the Gap. Take one. I'm making this film because I saw myself in your story. I always felt like I didn't fit in with my family. My parents ran this very controlling house. I ran away a lot. Skateboarding is more of a family than my family. How did you get disciplined? I mean, well, they call it child abuse now, but... Now, it's on the BBC iPlayer at the moment, so you can watch it any time. It rates 8.1. Wow. Oh, my God. One hour, 33 minutes. Oh, wow. This is a no-brainer of a decision. Like... Now, what I would say is if you're listening to this and you've got kids over the age of, I would say, 12 or 13, then you've got to watch it with them. They'll love it. Boys or girls, it doesn't really matter. So it's about some skateboarders. Uh, So I'll read you a bit of the blurb. Three young men bond together to escape volatile families in their Rust Belt hometown as they face adult responsibility. Mm. Unexpected revelations threaten their decade-long friendship. So, And it's a documentary. Yes, and it's been... I couldn't believe this, but it was um, nominated for an Oscar. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, huh? So... So it's two years old. So it's two years old, came out in 2018. It's directed by this guy, Bing Lu. And he's a skateboarder and he's a young lad in it. The film starts, I'm guessing, when they're about 14 or 15. They've slightly run away from home and become just skateboarders. And they you can't really work out where they live or what they do. But the documentary moves on and then there's a series uh, uh, that you follow a couple of these characters in a bit more detail. One of the guys is called uh, Zach. It's mainly centered around him and Zach drinks quite a lot. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'd say he's about 16 or 17 years old and he gets his girlfriend pregnant. And you just think, oh, God, like you skateboard and drink alcohol. That's literally all you do. And now you've got mm. your girlfriend pregnant. They seem to live in quite a big house, but in a very poor, deprived part of America. Mm. So, you know, he's having a bit of a rough time. His family are nowhere to be seen. His girlfriend's had a baby and they just row all the time. Mm. They're falling out all the time. And it's quite interesting watching very young people with a kid argue about mm. stuff and how mm. they argue and the things they fall out about. Anyway, so that's quite interesting. And then there's another chap in it called Kerry, I think. Um, and his dad died when he was about 12. And his mum's had a series of boyfriends that had gone on to be quite violent towards mm. his mum and towards him. So he's largely done a runner, really. Or he spends a bit of time at home with his mum, but he never really enters their domain, you know. Mm. So he's out on his own as well. And then there's two or three other characters in it, one of them being this Bing guy who eventually sits his mum down for an interview so the film's a series of interviews and skateboarding things and bits and pieces like that. And then eventually he sits his mum down and he asks her why she married this particular guy because this guy, as soon as they were married, started to beat Bing up. Oh, shit. And he was only 12 or something oh, like that. Oh, God. You know. And how old is he at this point? 19? Yeah, probably 19 or yeah. 20. But it's quite weird, oh, him God. confronting his mum with a and camera she, and a film crew. And she kind of knew that this was... Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, God. You know. So and, what happened? Ah, well, you should watch the film, really, but it's just a really interesting way about somebody young processing what's happened to them, mm. where they were powerless, you know, mm. in a situation where his mum's argued mm. supposed to be protecting him and yeah, she lets the one go person that's supposed to... His keep... stepbrother talks about a story of the same guy just walking into the room with a pair of scissors and just starting cutting his hair off, you know, in chunks, you know, because he was so disgusted because he had long hair, you know. I mean, there's just some kind of quite brutal things in it. And the guy who's lost his dad goes on to say, you know, the last thing I said to my dad was, I hate you. And then he died. Fuck. Uh, and he didn't hate him. You know, he just said no. it in the heat of a moment. But he left yes. school one day and he came home and he said, oh, your, your dad's died today. So he goes to see his dad's grave for the very first time. It's, it's really powerful. I mean, I sobbed, I think, in two or three oh, moments gosh. of it. And then, of course, there's this kind of freedom about it as well, of course, because... You know, they go and skateboard and escape everything and just do this single thing, you know. Another interesting thing, I think, about skateboarding, because um, I've always thought this about Joel, your, mm. your youngest son, who is a skateboarder, that there is such a level of um, never giving up with skateboarders that it's interesting because these guys that you're talking about, they've 
really opted out of life mm. and responsibility. But at the same time, they're not just smoking weed and, you know, sitting in a living room or just smoking weed. They are going out and doing something that is so difficult to master <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that takes such tenacity yeah. and practice, and which I think really says something about the kids. Like, there's more to them than just uh, yes. a load of loafers, you know, because skateboarders, by just the very nature that they mm. skateboard, yeah. are different, I think. There's a kind of race element to it because one of the guys is black. One of the guys is Asian. But the black guy's story is really interesting because it, it touches on some race things about, you know, what his dad had said to him growing up about being black and being proud. And actually, the, the interesting, the great thing about being black is that you get to prove people wrong every day. Yes. And I thought that there's some really nice touches on that because mm. all his friends are white. And I think his dad pulled him to one side at one, one time and said, don't forget you're black, you know. Mm. And they have a discussion about that with his young mm. friends. And it's just really interesting hearing them talk about it in a very mm. free and open way mm. where adults tend to clam up, mm. I think, quite badly talking about it. Mm. But his story is the most interesting in it all, especially at the end, because he goes somewhere, you know, and it's just, it's just great. And they do that thing at the end where they put up some graphics about what about happened, what's happened, what next. happened in their oh lives my God. and stuff like that. I really want to yeah, see yeah. it. And there's just, it's just something lovely about it. I mean, I had to keep... God, Sonny, this is so helpful yeah. that he's go, getting yeah. one of these movie Isn't recommendations because uh, I would never even... That wouldn't have even mm. crossed my radar in any way. I don't think any algorithm would send me that no, it wouldn't, documentary would it? Yes. and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And what was interesting about it was when we watched it, it had already been watched. Uh, on iPlay, you know, you can see what's been watched. Yes. So Joel has already watched. Oh, he's already. But what's found interesting it. is every YouTube or Instagram post you've ever seen of Joel is clearly been inspired by this film because oh, really? the whole thing is ripped off from this film. Yeah, it's you know in a good way. Oh, you know, that's so, so there's nice. lots of kind of funny bits in it and all the rest of it. But the so raising of this inspiring kids. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the interesting thing is seeing these young people talk about life. There's a really great moment where the, the Zach, the lead guy, is asked about growing up, what he wants for his life. And he completely disregards and, and, and slags off this idea that you should have a house and 2.5 children mm. and a car and a boat and a holiday home and a jet. I think he says it's snowmobile and a jet ski. Like all these things are somehow terrible and you've given up on life if you end up with them. And it's just like, wow, really? Like, are you listening to what you're saying? You know, you have nothing. You literally live in a bin, you know, and you're complaining about it. Yet saying the last thing you would do is conform to be, you know, an, an upstanding member of society. But and that is the nature really of youth. It is. I mean, I, yeah. I look at my kids at university and all the kids at university. Mm. You have such different views on the world. And as a student, you know, you're like, this is the life. Us all living, communal mm. living. Yeah. You know, and then you get out into the real world and you fall in love with somebody and suddenly you do want to skip off into the sunset and yeah. make babies and, you yeah, know, yeah. And, that's and have the sound. boat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, in the jet ski <laughs> and a snowmobile. But it's a really good film. It's a, okay. an hour well, and a half really of your life. You will not be disappointed. And, you know, even if you don't like it that much, it's, it's still worth a watch. I'm quite late to the game with this one, I think, and mm -hmm. I'm really, really sorry because I do like to try and bring things to you that are innovative and brand new, but... This is an app. There is a free one called Reface Free. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, I've gone for the free one, but my God, you get adverts thrown at you. Yeah, I don't want adverts. Non-stop. No. But I, I wouldn't pay for it. 
Because once you've done this kind of 10 times, it's not funny anymore. Yeah. I think this Reface app is funnier for men. And the absolute king of the Reface app is Matt Johnson. Okay. He's the TV presenter. No, um, you kind of. Um, Welsh mm-hmm. Matt, Naked Professors. Mm-hmm. Him. Yep. And he is so funny because he superimposes his face onto women. Mm-hmm. So he only does women. So okay. the other day he sent me him being Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh my God, it made me laugh so much. But when I do it, I look horrific. <laughs> In it, and he just looks sort of quaint and funny, but I just look really, really bad, and I look really, really, really old. I'll so be, I'll be the judge of this. I'm, I'm going to show you three that I've done. I will upload these onto the Entail app. But basically, the premise is you upload your picture, your face. Mm-hmm. So you can either do a happy face or a, or a straight face. You can do lots of yeah. varieties of face. And then the AI refaces whatever it is like the victoria's secret model Mm -hmm. um i've superimposed myself onto jack sparrow the rock and gillian anderson in sex education i quite jack sparrow oh yeah i've heard of one supposed to be very fast nigh uncatchable the black pearl I look quite good, right? It's, it's just the, it's just how they do it. I look. More... And the thing is, with Reface, it isn't Ugh. just your face with a silly mechanical mouth. No. Your entire face becomes Jack Sparrow's yeah. face. Look at that. No, it's freaky. Um. So, next one. Is my oh. face attached to the rock's Don't body? Don't show me that one again, ever. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> and oh. this one. Yes, is that in love, actually? No, I think she's in sex education. Oh, okay. This is Gillian. Yes, it doesn't look like, it doesn't look like either of you, really, because you've got her teeth there, I think. They're not your teeth. They're not think. my teeth. But I can see your nose and your the shape of your mouth. And but your I've got like she's got the worst bits of me, and I've got the worst bits of her, which mm. makes us actually shit. Yeah, yeah. You just look like a, an, an old. But, well, no, you don't look. But you look like a different person. It doesn't look either but, of you. But Jack Sparrow Jack, looks like me. Yeah, it does. It looks more like you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do one of me. But obviously. reface. Uh, I'm. If you want to have a laugh, and if there is a man in your family. Any man in your family, get them to do a reface and get them to attach it to a Victoria's Secret model or a, yeah. or a famous actress in some way. It is very, very funny. Do you know? I mean, it'll amuse you for a whole evening. Do you know whose face I'm going to superimpose? Me. My face onto. No, who? Michael Douglas. Oh, of course. <gasps> can we quickly talk about that? Yes. Can, can anybody, does anybody know anybody that works at Apple? Because on the podcast section of Apple, when you look up Making the Cut podcast, and at the bottom it shows a picture of me and a picture of the Michael Douglas. We have talked about this before, yeah. but I want to get it changed, and I don't know how. Mm. I have messaged Apple Podcasts online mm-hmm. twice. No, nothing. Nothing. So um, if anybody knows anybody that works at Apple or anybody at yeah. um, Apple Podcasts, please, please, please let us know because... Because he's getting famous off my name, yeah. basically. It's, and it's not just good. not on. It's not right. I've got one last thing I want to talk about. Okay. So I've been waiting for this to come out for a while. Yeah. I follow on Instagram a chap called Stevie White, who is a drummer. 
Oh, his brother. we've talked about him yep. before. We met him at the, the yes. opera that night. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. God, can I, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. How posh are we? Hey, we went to the you, opera, darling. You just dropped that in there. Yeah, we met oh, Stevie White. Oh, I want to go White, to yeah. the opera again. Well, one day. One day. I've loved Stevie White for years because um, he was the drummer in my favourite bands, really. And he's played with everyone. His brother was Alan White, who was the drummer in Oasis. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, during that huge period when they yeah. were mega. So anyway, I, I, he's been drip feeding something on his Instagram for quite a while, mm-hmm. which is the documentary called The Long Hot Summers. Mm-hmm. And it's a documentary of the Style Council, who Stevie White was the drummer in the Style Council and then went on to be obviously Paul Weller's drummer mm-hmm. for many, many years. You know, the Style Council were a bit hit and miss. They were a slightly odd band, certainly in that time. But there is a big collection of songs of theirs that I totally and utterly love. Mm-hmm. And I love the clothes that Paul Weller yeah. wears ever. But I mean, there was a period a of time. Fine looking man. Oh, he's total clothes still horse. now. Yeah, and he still looks amazing, doesn't he? Um, he's got great posture, that's the Such thing. Such great posture. Yeah, he must do yoga or something like that. So I was For really someone looking that forward tall to... as well. Yeah, he's only 5'10", I think. He's oh, not that what? tall, yeah. I thought he was a giant. Yeah, no, no, he's only 5, I think 5'10". It's because he's um, so lean. Yeah, no, no. And he's got these nice shoulders, good waist, not got a belly or anything. No, he's, he's he just orbs, looks yeah. really, really good. So but can I just say yeah. something? Style Council was amazing, but I think what was difficult for people to mm-hmm. accept was the gear change. Well, from the jam to the council. Yes. yes. Well, it, what's interesting is when you do- watch the documentary, you find, I guess you work out what was going on really for Paul in the sense that he was just desperate to let go of all that stuff and, and just do something completely different. And I think the jam was a, like a prison. You know, you couldn't get out of it. There was so few places you could go because the fans wanted this and the yeah. other band members wanted that. So the, the first album was called Café Bleu, which is just a brilliant piece of yeah, work. Yeah, it is an amazing album. He picks it up, one. Paul, and says, he says, you've got to remember, you know, the, the, the last album we did, The Gift or whatever it was, you know, from, from the jam. He said the first four songs are instrumentals on this. The fifth song is sung by DC Lee. And then the sixth song's an instrumental as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it. And he said on the fourth song, I didn't even play an instrument. So I can imagine that fans must have been like, what the hell is this? The mm. whole of side one, Paul doesn't even feature, you know. But it was really, really interesting. So the documentary takes you on this journey with Mick Talbot, who was in a band called the Merton Parkers. And then Steve White turns up for an audition. They'd already got the and drummer at that point. is it all documented? So, yeah, there's a lot of footage. Because they there? were constantly being filmed back then. Because they were Isn't always making amazing? pop videos. Yeah, it is amazing. And... God, it's so, it was so nice to watch. And of course, Paul Weller went on to marry DC Lee, who was the backing singer in the Style Council. Well, not really the backing singer, she was a co vocalist. Can you tell me that yeah. there was an amazing interview with DC Lee where she talked about yes. having loved Paul Weller? And yeah. rather than being angry at having lost him, or yeah. she was just like, I'm lucky to have loved yeah. like that, even yeah. though I've. Yes, it was very, very oh, moving. That was a, a documentary about his his life, I think. So the, him and her are in it quite a bit. And then obviously there's Mick Talbot and Stevie White and a few of the others. They talk about Live Aid and Band Aid and how that all played out. And then the journey they went on, because their record company dropped them at the end. And that was that was the end of Paul's career, really, in 1989. They'd made wow. a house album. It was called A Decade of Modernism, I think, the last mm. album that Polydor never put out. And that was it. His career was they over. They never put it out? no. You can get it now. It. Oh, you can get it now. It's like, it's it like a, a decade of modernism, I think it's called. I'm going to download yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
But it's like house music. It's weird. They played four gigs that were all out of hold and they were booed off stage virtually. People were throwing Amazing. Sorts of but like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. D- be unexpected. Yeah. Well, he was yeah, desperately pushing. Be unexpectedly pushing rebellious. The he boundaries was always everywhere. pushing boundaries. Yeah. That's another reason um, why people love him mm. so much. But, you know, there's a bit about the family because it was a very family unit. His dad was his manager. His mum used to do the catering. Oh, his sister ran the fan club. Yeah, like it's really great when you actually get into all of that and how they mm. worked. He had a, a recording studio in um, a Marble Arch called Solid Bond Productions. But it, it was just a reintroduction to all those songs. Again, I've listened to them nonstop. But it's a, it's a brilliant, like, hour and 20-minute documentary of the 80s. Mm. If you like the 80s and you want to trip down memory lane, then watch it for that. If you like Paul Weller at all, watch it for that. And if you like music at all, watch it for that. Because it's the music was so good. Anyway, mm. in the final five minutes, they <sighs> reformed the Style Council. Oh. And Mick Talbot plays the piano, Weller's on guitar, DC Lee's on the vocals, and Steve White gets back wow. on the drums. And they do a song called It's a Very Deep Sea, which is one of my all-time favourite songs. I mean, I've gone goosebumps talking about it. Now, you can watch this on YouTube. I think there's a guy called Jim Moody has posted it, um, the last kind of seven minutes of the doc, which is a couple of interviews and then the song. But it's a brilliant, brilliant song. I mean, when you listen to the lyrics of it, you think, God, it's just so good. It's as good as anything he ever Mm. wrote. And it's as good Mm. as anything that anyone's ever written, in my opinion. But Mick Talbot on the piano, but then seeing him and DC Lee back in the room harmonising together and stuff like that, you think, I mean, Paul Weller's got about eight kids now and he's been through maybe three or four relationships since then. And you just think Mm. it's just great when you see life stretched out like that, Mm. you know. And, you know, he's largely been on a journey with me throughout my whole my whole adult. My, probably since my and teenage life, I would he's say. He's one of the know. reasons that you look so good. I would because definitely say you, that, yes. I always think that you dress really nicely. Well, I have a, I have a motto. When I meet him, which one day I hope to. Mm. Um, you can thank him. I'm going to thank him. <laughs> yeah, well, my motto is always, <laughs> uh, would Paul Weller wear it? And if the answer is yes, then I'll buy it, you know. <laughs> It's really good. It's called Long Hot Summers, if you search for it. Yep. If you search for the Style Council, you won't find it anywhere. It's got, you've got to search for the Long Hot Summers, Great. but it's on. Um, you'll get you know, it on you talk Now about TV. Yeah. That you love. Mm-hmm. It's so nice. Oh, great. Well, I'm going to show you that song uh, in, in a minute. Yeah, because yeah. it, it, it's beautiful. A couple of shout outs to the end, shall we? Yes. Oh, keep cold. I love that. You can hear like this sounds like we're in a pub. Like... Yeah, no. I'll go. Lager, cans of lager. Um, I found that Corona do 330ml cans. Corona is this Mexican beer. But I really like it. It's a very light drink. And, mm. but I oh, don't, sorry, I squished I don't like your a can. Big can. Mm. Sorry. Mm. But because I've only got little small hands, I don't like great big cans. Don't get me any more. I'm not. Okay. There, she was trying to get me drunk. So Tina Pillbeam has said, great podcast today, download the Stowcard app. It's a brilliant for all your loyalty cards. So this, you know, I talked about my Apple Watch and how it's a wallet, but there's certain things I can't put on the wallet. There's something called Stowcard, and it's an app, and I believe you can put all your loyalty cards in this app so you don't have to carry them around. I wonder if it costs money. I don't think it does. I'm going to look that up, and so, I'm going to review it. Thanks, Tina, for that. Thank you, Tina. Greatly appreciate What's Tina's surname? Uh, Has she gone? Uh, yes, <laughs> she's got that. Okay. I've put her in uh, primary and she's gone out of general. Um, so I am going to um, look that up, Tina, and I am going to review it next week. Very good. A recommendation for simple, affordable, but beautiful jewellery. This is from Karen Blong. 
and it's called Wonderlust Life Jewelry. I don't really know anything about that, but go and take a look at that. Thank you, hang on, Karen. Hang on, how's it spelled? Wonderlust. W A N D E R. Life Lust. Jewelry. Life. I'm going to have a look at that. Yeah, so that's on, on the Instagrams. Um, thank you for that, Karen. So, Claire Moody just listened to your latest episode and thought I'd let you know about an app called Stowcard. Look oh. at that. What? Uh, two people. That's quite weird. Which stores all your loyalty cards, which you can install onto your Apple Watch. What? Love your podcast. Look forward okay. to it each week. That is very Thanks, good. That's Claire Moody. So Thank there you, you go. That's we will also two. review that onto your Apple Watch as well. So you please help me with that. Yeah, I absolutely will. Okay. Mabel and me uh, said, hi, guys. Heard you talking about loopers on oh, your recent oh, podcast. Oh, uh, oh love my listening, God. by the way. Yes, I know. I thought I'd send you a link to an amp looper my husband was talking about recently, hoping to get it one for Christmas. I think they have a long lead time. These are all over Instagram. I've been shown these by the Instagram algorithm. So it's an amp that you plug your guitar in, but I think you can loop sounds through it as well. So um, it's positivegrid.com forward slash spark. Uh, much love, Debbie. Yeah, it's a spark smart practice guitar amp. But I appreciate that, mate, because I had forgotten about the spark. I'll have a little look into that. This is interesting. Your best friend, Reptar Queen. Have you reviewed the weighted blanket? Yes, we have. We have, uh, your best friend. You need to go back and have a little listen to some of our early episodes. Uh, but we did do that. But this sounds good. Have you seen... A cycle helmet which folds flat. Now, can I just say something? Yeah. I do seem to remember meeting somebody mm -hmm. that was telling me, and this was like four years ago, that mm -hmm. they were inventing a cycle helmet that folds flat. Wow. Well, I want one. It's such a good idea, right, for your scooter? For the scooter, yes. Put it uh, in your bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the only re reluctance to wearing a helmet. has got to carry the bloody thing around. I'm going to look that up as well. So, Reptile Queen... One. Yes, Reptile Queen, thanks very much. It's called a Kloska, C-L-O-S-C-A. Kloska cycle helmet, which folds flat. Um, Marvellous. That's so um, good. And then we did get, remember the phone friend glasses? Um, I think I was saying Daryl, but I think it's Darrell, because Darrell's in the dress. They've sent us a photo. Oh, Darrell. Darrell is in the dress and Dave is in the hat. So these these invented these uh, <clears throat> the glasses that we talked about a while back. Um, so sorry, <laughs> sorry, Darrell. I think I was probably calling you Darrell. But thanks very much indeed for sending them. They've been great. But Darrell Hannah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, Darrell, Darrell Hannah. But I was definitely thinking, oh, Darrell. Yeah, uh, uh, to be honest, I was too. But I'm yeah. just, you know, trying to help you out. Yeah. Thank you very okay. much. Okay, I think that is us. Ah, oh, so I just feel a bit sad at the end. Do you? Yeah. Well, don't be, because um, we're going to try and set up this website. Mm. We're going to have a making the cut website, and we can mm. put stuff on it. Yeah, because we want to show you what we're talking about, um, and we we can do edits. You know, a bit like Angie Smith does clothing edits. I want to do absolutely. Christmas edits. Birthday edits. We need to do a, a, like a Christmas edition of this. We're going like to do a two Christmas, or three. But we need to do one like next week because it's yeah, it's Christmas shopping it's, time, Christmas isn't it? Shopping now. Well, I'll do male presents and you do female okay, presents, great. right? Because great. there's lots of women that listen to this podcast, okay. and they'll be re they'll be finding it difficult to buy things mm. for their husbands that they. And I've got a caveat: you can't do anything over twenty quid, and we need to do what? quite a lot under under ten. Sorry, is this you talking here? Yes. Under 20 pounds? No, I mean, joking aside. Yeah? I know, I do. I mean, 
Yeah. I, I know I do come up with <laughs> yeah. really expensive things. I'm sorry about that. But what I'm saying is that I think that money's going to be exceptionally tight that's, this Christmas. That's a great present. Next week. Let's I, talk I'm about going to that. talk about that next week. Let's do the Christmas yeah. one next week. Okay, great. Let's do that next okay. week. Okay, oh, great. Oh, I know, very exciting. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, Thank uh, y'all. And uh, we'll speak to you very soon. Very soon. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.